everyone. This is my review of Hawkeye episode three. Let's just get into it. Overall, I thought this was a great episode and a huge step up from the previous two in every way. I really felt like this episode was just a massive improvement. This is the episode that has now gotten me fully on board with the show. I liked the first two, but I was kind of cautious waiting to see where it went. But this is the one that I'm like, okay, I'm in now. I'm ready for the next one. This is my favorite episode so far. And I've gone from liking the show to really, really liking it. Um, if the next episode is good, then I'll completely love the show. But I'm waiting uh, for that one. But uh, let's start with the good. One thing I want to talk about, I want to start with the action scenes, which is not something I usually do. But it's because last review, I talked about how I really wanted to see some cool action in the show. And I thought the first two episodes of action was fine, but it was a little bit of a letdown. The choreography, the way it was shot, all the cuts, it was dark. You couldn't really see what was happening. But I thought the action in this episode, it totally fixed that problem for me. It was a huge improvement and it was actually pretty awesome. This is what I wanted to see from the show. And this is what I hope the rest of the episodes, this level of action is what I hope the rest of the episodes have. Um, First of all, it was shot so well. The cinematography in this episode was a gigantic improvement. Um, You could actually see what was happening. The lighting was better. There was not nearly as many cuts to try to hide the choreography. The choreography was better. Uh, I like the use of slow motion, like the scene where Kate's sliding on the floor and she grabs the pole and swings around. Uh, The camera movement was really dynamic. It was really cool. The way it moved when Echo attacks Clint and she's doing all the martial arts flips and kicks. And then what martial arts we did get were really awesome. I liked seeing Kate's skills. Like, I think it's a good balance where you can see she's skilled and she knows how to fight martial arts, but she hasn't been in real fights before against real people rather than just martial arts tournaments. So it's kind of cool to see that balance of she knows how to fight, but she's also learning how to fight in this sort of situation, which is kind of cool. And then seeing Maya Lopez's skills as Echo, as well as Clint's. Clint was awesome in this episode. All of that was really cool to see. Um, I really like the setting of that first fight in the abandoned toy warehouse. The trampolines, Hawkeye swimming through the ball pit, and then coming out and stabbing people in the feet with his arrows. That was just so cool. And it just gave the fight really a sense of fun which makes it much more memorable than just a normal fight. I thought it was pretty awesome. I loved seeing Hawkeye in his element where he's not overshadowed by all his Avengers teammates. We got to see him really make some really cool shots with the arrow. And it really, this episode really showcased how awesome Hawkeye really is hitting all these crazy shots, like turning behind him and hitting someone without even looking. This is what I was hoping for when they announced the Hawkeye show. They're really making Hawkeye cool and showing why Hawkeye is cool because Of course, he's overshadowed by everybody else when he's in a big Avengers movie. And then we move on from that warehouse fight, which I love, to the car chase. And I love the car chase, too. It starts with this amazing one, or the cinematography, it was so well shot, where the camera kind of swivels around. It looks like a one, or maybe there's some hidden stitches in there. But uh, it turns, and it's kind of like a panoramic thing, and it creates this sense of danger. and, And then the Christmas music kicks in, and it's just so fun and so amazing to see. It's another really dynamic and memorable action scene. And then the trick arrows make it so much fun. They're creative. They're surprising. Some of them are kind of ridiculous, but that kind of fits the tone of the show. It works like the goop arrow, the putty arrow, the USB arrow, the cable arrow. And then, of course, seeing the Pym Tech arrow making the other arrow gigantic. That was awesome. I love stuff like that. This is kind of the the benefit of having a huge shared universe. They can pull something out like that. They don't need to explain it. They don't need to explain what Pym Tech is but everybody already knows what it is and everyone's immediately on board. And it's just a surprising, fun 
awesome reference. And uh, I thought that was great. And it was such an unexpected surprise, which I really liked. We also got in the beginning of the episode, we got kind of a flashback with Ronan. There are some theories that maybe that was not actually Clint as Ronan. Maybe some, that was somebody else in the Ronan suit. But nonetheless, assuming that was Clint, anytime we get to see Clint as Ronan is awesome. It was such a great scene and the choreography was great. It was surprisingly bloody, surprisingly brutal for Marvel. Like he was stabbing people. They weren't pulling any punches. And I just love seeing that. I love seeing kind of the dark, brutal fight scene to show how dark Clint really went as Ronan. Um, So that was really awesome. And all in all, the action in this episode was really fantastic. And uh, so was the cinematography, both huge steps up from that first episode. And one of the standout parts of this episode and then that, that kind of brings up the question, why is that? Why is the cinematography and the action so much better in this episode than the previous two? And I think it's because the previous two were directed by Reese Thomas, who has a background in directing SNL episodes and some other stuff, but he doesn't really have an action background. Versus when you look at who directed this episode, it was a duo, uh, Bert and Bernie, their names are. Uh, they're much more experienced directors. They're much more experienced with some more action, not full-on action movies, but with a little bit more motion and action. And it really, really showed the difference in direction. And the direction of this episode was just miles better than the first two on every level. And honestly, that gets me a little bit worried. I I still think Reese Thomas is a good director. Uh, He still directed the first two well. But if he's directing a lot more of this series, I would like to see him improve with the action because I don't want the action quality to go downhill again. Um, But... uh, but I thought the direction of this episode was fantastic. The writing was a huge improvement too. It still was a little bit cheesy, but it was a lot less cheesy and the cheesiness worked. It was still fun. The dialogue was way improved. There were some cheesy lines, but there was a lot less. It was a lot less cringy. Um, it was hilarious. It was emotional. Uh, Kate and Clint's dynamic is one of the best parts of this show, the way it's developed in this episode. It's really well-written. Um, funny jokes like Clint calling her seven years old, saying blocked and deleted, to her number that stuff like that is just really funny and then the development of their dynamic is just really well done clint starts by completely underestimating her he just wants to get rid of her and get home to his family but throughout the show throughout this episode you see him gain respect for her she clearly from the beginning wants this to be a partnership and he does not see it that way but uh but you see him gain respect for her as she demonstrates her determination and her archery skills and then by the end of the episode He's done kind of resisting her and he truly accepts her as his partner. And uh, I think their relationship is one of the best written parts of the show. And I think they're doing a really good job giving it a clear progression so you can clearly track how it's evolving throughout the show. And then also how he mentors her throughout this episode. He teaches her how to handle being captured. He's constantly giving her advice and comforting her in these crazy situations. But it's not too obvious like a big training montage. Um, but it's obviously still there and it's, he's obviously still mentoring her and it's it's really well done. And I think their relationship, again, is a standout and I really like seeing how it evolves and it's uh, it's been done really well. And then uh, the tracksuit mafia is hilarious. Clint talking to his son on his phone was just a really well-written scene. Then Maya Lopez's backstory, uh, Clint saying Natasha killed Ronan, uh, Clint telling Kate that being a hero comes with sacrifice, comes with consequences. All of that was just really well written, really well done. And then diving into the characters, um, let's start with the new one. Let's start with Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo, played by Alakwa Cox. I can totally see why Marvel decided to give this character her own spinoff show. 
this episode really is a masterclass in introducing a new, well-developed character while not shifting the focus of the episode from Hawkeye. The show was still Hawkeye's show, but she just fit in in a very natural way, and they found a way to develop her without making this just the backdoor pilot to her show. I thought that was really well done. Her entire backstory, all her flashbacks are really so compelling. The show makes you care for her father and care for the relationship her father had with her. You can become invested in her struggles to overcome the challenges of being deaf. And then her father is killed by Ronan. And it's it's really heartbreaking, but it's also a great scene. It's really emotional. And then Alakwa plays that really well and brings that emotion to the screen. You completely understand why Maya wants revenge on Ronan. Because to her, she just goes to see her father and this guy comes and murders her father in cold blood. Of course, she's going to be upset by that. Of course, Ronan's not the hero to her. Um, it makes sense and you understand why she's doing what she's doing, which is what I love from a villain. Uh, so it was just really great character building and she was really used well in the episode. The episode felt really balanced between all the characters. Um, I was impressed by the way she fit into the story. It felt natural. It felt really well done. Um, I can't wait to see more of her. I can't wait to see her spinoff show. I'm much more excited for that now. And uh, I loved her fight scenes. I can't wait to see more of them. And I thought she's just a great new character, a great performance. So uh, I love that. And then the one thing I have to mention, uh, her uncle is obviously Wilson Fisk. Her uncle is obviously Kingpin. I've got to say, I'm ashamed to admit, I haven't seen Daredevil and I haven't seen any of the Netflix Marvel shows. I know, I know, before you jump into the comments, I know they're supposed to be awesome. I know they're amazing. I just haven't had the time to see them, but I'm planning to watch them as soon as possible. Um, I do have them on my list. I have them on my short list. I have a list of stuff I want to watch, and then I have another list of stuff to watch sooner rather than later to watch as soon as possible. And I have that near the top of that list because I really need to see it. I really want to see a Daredevil. Um, but having not seen Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in Daredevil, I'm really excited to see him in this show and to see his portrayal of Kingpin and to see how his performance and then how he fits into the show. And then I'm sure this and Spider-Man No Way Home is the beginning of the MCU really integrating the Netflix shows into the main MCU. So I can't wait to see all that. And, um, and of course that tease was awesome. So that was great. Moving on from Echo and then of course, uh, Wilson Fisk, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop was amazing as usual. She has impeccable comedic timing but also is really good, is a really good dramatic actress. You can see it on her face when Clint takes the phone call and it's his son. You see on her face, like she's learning more about his relationship with his family. She's understanding him more. She realizes why he wants to get home so badly. She, it's all really well done. It's all some great internal acting. Uh, Kate does take more of a backseat in this episode, but I really did love the development of her relationship with Clint. I like how she suggested Hawkeye wear his comic accurate suit. That's a really great scene. Um, I can't wait to see how she reacts because I'm sure eventually in the show, Kate will learn that Clint was Ronan and I can't wait to see her reaction. I have a feeling that's going to be a great dramatic moment. So um, so she was great. Kate Bishop was great. Haley Steinfeld was great. Jeremy Renner in this episode was amazing. He is really good as Hawkeye. He portrays the skilled warrior side of Hawkeye perfectly in the action scenes, but also sells the development of his relationship with Kate Everything with him not being able to hear Kate is hilarious and really well done. One kind of dramatic moment I loved is him saying that uh, Natasha killed Ronan because she did metaphorically. She gave him a second chance after he went down a dark path. 
just like he did for her. Their whole storyline in Endgame is one of my favorite parts of that movie. Um, I loved him warning Kate that being a superhero is not all amazing. Uh, she has this very uh, this very sunny view of it that isn't necessarily accurate, which is kind of cool um, because we see all these Marvel heroes, all their lives are kind of defined by loss and defined by sacrifice and by grief, by trauma as well. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, what else? Oh, the standout moment of the episode is when Nathaniel calls on the phone and then Clint can't hear him. That scene is really emotional and really well acted on both sides. I like how they played it completely straight. There's no jokes or quips to like provide levity. It was very much better without any jokes. Jeremy's acting is on another level in that scene. You can see the pain on his face and the heartbreak, even near the end to the verge of tears because he desperately wants to make it home. He doesn't want to disappoint his kids. All that was really well done. And that moment really is the turning point in Clint and Kate's relationship. This is the moment where she begins to understand him better and she learns more about him and they kind of really become partners. I feel like this is a moment where he finally accepts her and finally stops underestimating her. And um, I thought that was a really great moment on multiple levels. It was also fantastic because in the first two episodes, the show kind of told us over and over, Clint loves his family. Clint loves his family. He wants to get home. He wants to get home. But this episode really showed us instead of telling us. And it showed us on a much deeper level. And now that storyline has much more weight and it has much more meaning. We feel his desperation to get home instead of it just telling us over and over. And I think uh, that was just a really, really well done scene. So Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye and then the character of Clint is really awesome. This is why I love the MCU. Even the characters that are kind of side characters who are even the least loved, least appreciated characters are still really well done, well-developed, good characters, just like Hawkeye. Another thing I love about this episode, love about Hawkeye, is how much this show mirrors Black Widow from a much more surface level from just the scenes that happen. Both Black Widow and Yelena and Kate and Clint end up in the subway. They end up on a car chase that's similar, uh, even similar shots with one of them driving, one of them looking back from the backseat view. Then they both end up with Clint teaching Kate how to bandage her wounds or Natasha bandaging Yelena's wounds. There's very similar scenes, but even deeper than that, on a character development level, Hawkeye is about Hawkeye coming to terms with and really accepting who he is, accepting what he's done and getting over that. He's ashamed of his time as Ronan, and he doesn't look back on being part of the Avengers as a fond memory. Just like war veterans don't look back on the war fondly, they have PTSD and they don't like that part of their life. They don't like what they had to do. That's exactly how Clint feels. And this show is about him looking back, confronting his past, accepting what he's done and forgiving himself for what he's done. And Natasha's already forgiven him. She gave him a second chance after he became Ronan, but he has to forgive himself. And it's the exact same as how in Black Widow, Clint had already forgiven Nat for being a Russian spy, but she had to confront her past herself and she had to learn to forgive herself for what she did. And the way Hawkeye and Black Widow's stories mirror each other thematically and uh, character development and just on a surface level, the way they mirror each other on so many levels is just really cool to me because uh, they're my favorite Avengers and some of my favorite Marvel characters. And I really love that. And then uh, the last person I wanted to talk about was Fra Free as Kazi. He was good. He didn't get much to do, but he played his role well. I like how the character doubted Echo's leadership, but she shut him down. One thing that kind of is curious is it seems to me that scene read to me like Echo just became the leader of the tracksuit mafia. But if that's true, then the flashback where her father's killed 
must be pretty recent. And if that's true, then it couldn't have been Clint in the Ronin suit. So maybe it was somebody else. Maybe Kingpin hired somebody else in the Ronin suit to kill her father. And it wasn't actually Clint. And I could see that being some sort of twist in the future. Um, that's a theory. Maybe it was Jack Duquesne, although I don't know how that works, how Jack Duquesne could have been in the Ronin suit, because how could he have gotten the Ronin suit? Um, so there's something going on there. I don't think we have all the information yet, but um, I'm very curious to learn more about Kazi. I'm very curious to learn more about what Sloan Limited, the company he works for, is, because there's definitely more to him. One question I have, how did Kate know his last name when they were searching Eleanor Bishop's penthouse? Uh, she just kind of typed in his last name. I'm not sure how she knew that. Maybe that's something Hawkeye knew, but what is Hawkeye's past with the tracksuits? I still feel like we need to know there's some something missing there. And I feel like we're, we have a lot to learn in the next few episodes. Um, so I'm curious about that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was the ending. I like how Jack Duquesne found them. I like this ending because I'm excited to learn more about Eleanor Bishop and Jack. Uh, that whole storyline kind of took a backseat in this episode, and I'm really looking forward to finally getting back to that because that's what intrigued me the most from the first two episodes. Um, so I'm curious to learn much more about them. I hope we learn much more about them, and I can't wait to see how they're connected to Kingpin. How does Yelena factor into the show? Um, I'm a little bit worried because they've got so many plot lines and so much story to fit into only three more episodes, and I hope they can do that in a satisfying way without having to cram everything in. I think. Falcon and Winter Soldier fell into this trap a little bit where they had too much going on with the Flag Smashers, with Sam's struggle, with Bucky's trauma, with Wakanda, with Zemo, with the Power Broker. They just had too many plot lines and a few of them just kind of got shortchanged and didn't get satisfying endings in the finale. And I really hope this show doesn't have that same issue because uh, that'll be pretty disappointing. But I'm very excited for the next episode. I do have one criticism of this episode. Uh, a lot of the visual effects weren't great. There were some good ones, but there was a lot of obvious CGI, a lot of wonky CGI, and some pretty obvious green screen. It's not a huge deal, but you can just tell this show didn't have the budget that a lot of the MCU movies do or a lot of the other MCU shows did um, because the visual effects are just not the quality we're used to for the MCU. But that's not a huge deal. Um, it's not going to prevent me from liking the show. I love this episode. I can't wait to see where the show goes in the future. Please let me know what you thought of all this. Do you have any theories, any ideas? Uh, please leave a comment if you're on YouTube. There's a form in the description. There's an email in the description. And there's a voicemail in the description where you can leave your thoughts. And um, thank you for listening and have a good day.